Hello and welcome to the Rockabye Mama Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I'm Katie Gutierrez, owner of Rockabye Mama. It's my mission here through this podcast and through my social media accounts to really empower you when it comes to your child's sleep. I know there's so much unknown about parenting and every single day you're learning something new about yourself and your child and the world of parenting. But I want to make sleep more tangible for you. So every week I'm coming on with tips and facts about your child's sleep so that you can feel very confident moving forward in whatever direction you feel is best for you and your family. One of the first things many parents do when they find out that they're expecting is they prepare the nursery, or at least they look at Pinterest for inspiration. I know I did a podcast episode a while back about the nursery, setting up your nursery. And I know it can be so fun to think about all of the things that you want to get for your child and you want everything to be perfect. And then you bring them home from the hospital. And for many people, your baby sleeps in your room. You, they, they're in a bassinet right by your bed or they're across the room. Um, but it can be hard sometimes for your child to be away from you across the house or on a different floor. And also for some families, it's easier to get to your child if they're waking up in the middle of the night to feed or whatever the case is. And there are so many different reasons parents will choose to either keep their child in their room or to put their child in their own room. Um, whether that's across the house or right next to them. The AAP suggests that you keep your child in your room for at least the first six months. Um, Up to a year is what the AAP recommends. And honestly, you can keep your child in your room however long you feel is best. For some parents, I know I've heard that when you know your baby's in your room and you hear any little cry or any little noise, it impacts your sleep. And then you're up and then you can't go back to sleep. And then you're not the best that you can be. For other parents, it's the opposite. Not having their child right there next to them can be very anxiety inducing. So it really just depends on you, what's best for you, what's best for your child. And so this episode is not getting into like what is right when it comes to room sharing at all. I just wanted to share what the AAP recommends and then you decide what you feel is best for you. Now, one of the topics that I have seen come up a lot, but it's not explicitly asked is about putting your child in a crib or in a bassinet. And what I mean is I'll get messages from parents saying, my child does not sleep anywhere except in my arms, or they don't sleep anywhere unless it's right next to me, or we're we're bed sharing and I really want to move them out, but they don't sleep anywhere else. But no one has ever asked, how do I do it? How do I get my child into their crib and sleeping in their crib. Um, And that's perfectly fine. I I just kind of think it's funny that there have been so many families who struggle with their child not sleeping in their bassinet, but they really haven't tried to explore like, well, how do we fix that? How can we get our child to actually sleep in their own crib? The crib that we, you know, either was passed on or that we saved or that we spent a lot of money on. So I want to get into that today. How can you help your child 
sleep in their crib. Now, I will say, I will keep this very generic. So this can apply to um, babies who are young. And I'll say like, you know, four months or so, that's the age that I start working with children. Or even if you're like, maybe your child has always slept with you and now you want them in their own um their own space, whatever that looks like. So I'll keep it very generic for you so that it can apply to whatever your situation looks like. But let's go ahead and jump right into this topic because I know for some of you, you just need to know like yesterday. The first thing you want to do is you want to introduce your child to their new sleeping space. This is also good even if they're moving to a new room. So whether they're moving to a new crib in your room or whether they are moving to a new crib in their own room, you want to show them that new space. You want to spend time with them in their room, even in their crib. So what that might look like, depending on your child, is during the day, take them into their room and play with them. Put them on the floor, let them explore, put them in their crib, let them play in their crib or let them play in their uh, bassinet. If you have a toddler and they have their own bed, you can put them on their bed and let them play. You can roll around on their bed, let them play, read to them in their crib. You just want to infuse love into their new room or into their new space that they're going to be sleeping. Because here's the thing, right now your child is not sleeping in the crib, they're sleeping somewhere else. Um, and that place is secure for them. Wherever they're currently sleeping, that is what they are used to and that is what is safe and secure. This new crib, this new room, it's not yet secure or safe for them. So they need to explore it and they need to get familiar with it. And one of the best ways to do that is to spend time with them in their room. Now, depending on your child's age, it's also not a bad idea to just kind of sit back and watch your child play. So absolutely play with your child in the room or on the bed, but let your child kind of explore on their own. So you can put your child in their crib and just kind of sit back, maybe in a rocking chair or on the floor and watch them, watch what they do. Give them some toys to play with and see how they respond. Now, this is very important, especially for families who maybe have tried putting their child in a crib before, but it just did not uh, work or they didn't have a good experience. I know that for some babies or some toddlers, when they have tried being put into a crib before and they have been left and it's been very emotional for them, it can be hard now to have positive associations with that crib because for them, that crib was bad. That meant they were alone. That meant they weren't safe. So if that's true, if your child has negative associations with that crib, you want to change that and you can. Children are very adaptable. So change their experience by giving them new opportunities and being with them in their room and playing with them and making them feel loved. The second step is to practice one time a day. Now, of course, you can practice all, all of the times your child is sleeping for every nap and for bedtime, but I would recommend at least starting with one time a day. And usually the first nap of the day is going to be best because your child, their sleep pressure has built up quite a bit. Um, so that they can easily fall asleep in their new space. So I would recommend starting for the first nap a day if you're just practicing and take your child to their room, do the same 
nap routine that you normally do and then lay them down in their crib and from there that's up to you so we'll get into how you what you do after you put them in their crib in a minute but that's the first that's the second step you want to actually put them in their crib i know it can be very hard to do that especially if you think your child isn't going to respond well to it but if you're ready for your child to have this new crib if you're ready for them to sleep in it they need to they need to get that practice in and the the gentlest way to do this is just to practice one time a day. Now, if you want to practice more times throughout the day, that's perfectly fine. That is not going to be harmful for your child. But I know for some parents, it can be very overwhelming to support their child through that process. And really, they only have the mental capacity to do that one time a day. After your baby is in the crib, what do you do? <laughs> it's up to you what you believe for your parenting philosophies and what is best for your child, depending on their temperament. But your two main options are, one, you can stay in the room, or two, you can do leave and checks. This largely depends on your child's temperament, their age, and what you feel is best for them. I have a, I have two podcast episodes that I would recommend you listen to if you're struggling with this idea. The first one is going to be episode four. In this episode, I'm talking all about the different sleep training techniques so that you can find one that works for your family because many people have misconceptions about what sleep training is. For a lot of people, they think that if you're sleep training your child, you're just putting them in a room and never returning back to them, but that's just not true. There are many things you can do. So that's the first episode. And the second episode is episode 16. And this is about why children cry during that sleep training process. And it's not for what the reason why you might assume. They don't feel like they're being abandoned. They don't feel like you're never coming back for them. It's just a new experience for them and that's very hard. So those are the two episodes I would recommend you do. So whatever you feel is best for you, you're going to do that. Whether it's staying in your child's room and supporting them by stroking their head, by reassuring them and shushing them or singing to them or sitting right next to their crib, Whatever that looks like, you're going to do what's best for your child. Some children do not respond well to that when another when a parent's in the room because they're thinking, what are you doing? Why are you here? Why aren't you picking me up? This isn't what I want. I want to be in your arms or I want to be in a different room. So if that's your child and you think a leave and check method would be better, then you can do that. You can leave the room and just come back and check on them periodically at intervals that seem right for you and for your child. So that is where you're going to start. Now, then you're going to start gradually fading your support. And this is a gradual process and it really depends on your child. There is no one size fits all, but you're slowly going to ease back on how much support you're giving your child while they fall asleep in their crib. So the first few days, you're going to give them as much support as they need. Our goal is to get our ch child to sleep in their crib. This is an amazing change but it's also very hard for them. So they're going to need a few days to get used to this new room, to get used to the new crib, the new environment, and to know that they're safe. So give as much support as possible. From there, you can start easing back on what you're doing. So maybe you're not sitting right next to their crib, holding their hands, stroking their face, and singing to them. Maybe you're sitting next to the crib, but you're not interacting with them too much. And as time goes on, your child is actually going to respond pretty well to not having so much support 
because they're going to be comfortable. They're going to be comfortable in their space and they're going to simply go to sleep when they're tired. I know that seems like such a far off idea, but I promise you it's possible. It can happen. Your child just needs that initial support. So there you have it. Three very simple steps you can start incorporating today to help your child become used to their crib and start sleeping in their own space. Number one, you're going to introduce your baby to their crib or to their room by spending time with your child in that space. And don't just do this at night, do it during the day too. It's a very, it's a very different experience during the day when there's daylight and then at night. So you want to spend time with your child in their room or in their crib at different times throughout the day. Second, you're going to practice one time a day, actually putting your baby in their crib to sleep. I recommend starting with the first nap of the day, but if you, I recommend starting with the first nap of the day so that you can support them through that process since they're usually a little more tired in the morning and those wake windows are generally shorter. And then number three, you're going to support your child through that process. The first few days are always the hardest, so you want to give them the support they need, but don't be afraid to scale back on that support when you realize your child needs it. Some babies will do really well with parental support. Others need more independence. They need more time alone. So do what's best for you, do what's best for your child. And when you feel ready and when your child is ready, you can start gradually fading that support so that they don't need you for the entire duration while they fall asleep. Change can be so hard for children, but they are quickly adaptable. So put them in their crib today, let them play, give them some love and attention, and slowly but surely you'll notice that their attitude toward their crib is changing and you'll be able to see more success as you continue to practice. I'm so happy you tuned in today. Please follow me on social media. I'm sharing tips daily to help sleep a reality for you and your household. Sweet dreams, y'all. <laughs>